We have a special guest tonight. Some of y'all know her as Pam. Some of you guys know her as Kim, uh, WS Mom Kim. Now, she's going to come up on, on the panel. Uh, we're going to talk about her recent uh, debut in a Paramount docuseries called Hashtag Cyber, Cyber Sleuths. So welcome aboard, Kim. How's it going? Well, it's going well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, good. it's glad to finally see you on the YouTube side <laughs> <laughs> with your face. The first time I saw your face, well, you had sent me a picture of you and, and your kiddos right before mm-hmm. the Paramount went on. Right. Yeah. And then uh, it Paramount changed my came face up. a little bit. I look like my mother, actually, who looks great for 80, but I'm not uh-huh. 80. <laughs> so. Like, oh my gosh really seriously so i did send it to you and to dago and the thing is i understand that it was in a, a precarious moment and you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it was you know this has all been a tough thing mm-hmm. actually so i don't something happened here oh so i pulled this up real quick and oh. and, and i asked you this before the show uh, okay uh, angel's asking who is luke carter i, I told you i, <laughs> I knew it was going to come up pretty quick <laughs> i know let me explain i have cousins who are attorneys and one of them left being an attorney and became a um he got into social media and discovery and they said to me get off it we want you off it it's not safe and honestly there was a moment in time when it wasn't and i did and then they thought they were funny and made me lou carter carter and i don't know how to take it off so (laughs) i am lou carter and i'm sorry if that's sketchy but i'm not being sketchy i'm just me my mom my name is kim and i'm a mom and i've kids that went to wazoo and different colleges around the world the state and throughout the country actually mm-hmm. and i'm just a mom and i just had a message and that's all that was whole my whole purpose so i'm luke carter but <laughs> my cousins think they're funny as heck uh, uh, if, if there is a luke carter out there i feel sorry for you because you're about to be <laughs> hounded by some some internet some people right i know and i will talk to them and you know what honestly it just totally defeats the purpose of me coming out i've been trying to come out 100 percent who i am so mm-hmm. that other people will come out who they are and that was the purpose of olivia doing the paramount thing with olivia first of all she asked me and i do anything for her because i think she's a young woman and i believe in empowering young women but also i did it to have other people come out and speak mm-hmm. and that's important and if i came out they said that several other people People didn't have to show their face. So I said, well, I'll take the hit. Gotcha, so, gotcha. so well, right. let's start off in the beginning. When when did you get contacted? How long ago was this that they first um, came up to you? And, and how was it proposed to you, this docuseries? Uh, it was Olivia. Olivia came up to me and she said, would you do something for me? And I said, anything. And she said, would yeah. you go on Paramount Plus and do a docuseries? And I said, oh, oh, out. I, let me talk to my husband. So I talked to my husband. And he's like, no, I think no. And he said, I said, but it's Olivia and she's and so we discussed it and he said okay so then I agreed to do it but I vacillated I'm not gonna lie up until the moment I did it I wasn't sure I was gonna do it neither were Mm -hmm. they and I didn't get paid for it I actually spoke to an attorney about it Mm -hmm. and um they did pay for my they didn't want me to drive over they wanted me to fly over which probably was smarter they paid for my um accommodations my where I was staying and Mm -hmm. they provided armed guards and I was with armed guards which was um and transported back and forth so um but my husband came and picked me up from there i did not fly home my husband as soon as he got off work came and got me because you know it's kind of a it's actually a very not all of this is safe so uh, roughly like what month was this again it would it would have been well it was before memorial day it was after the kids graduated so it would have been may early may i think 
So they came out to you. They told you about this, you know, docu. They approached me probably in March or February. In March or February, right. and then we shot in sometime in May. It was oh, it was the week before Father's Day when. Um, so that would have been June. Uh, where'd they fly so you? The week to? before Father's Day, Moscow. I was in Moscow. Oh, they flew you out there to Moscow. They flew me uh-huh. to. I flew to Spokane and then met Olivia, and Olivia and I drove to. Um, she dropped me in Pullman, where I stayed in Pullman alone. And she and her mother went to somewhere in Moscow. And then the arm, the guards or the people, drivers, whatever, picked me up in Pullman and took me to Moscow for the shooting. And then I went back to Pullman and my husband met me. So they flew you out there. Uh, mm-hmm. They told you that the goal was to get other people to come forward and mm-hmm. to speak about what they knew as well. Mm-hmm. And and you, you met with Olivia how many mm-hmm. people were there there like was it a team was it just one person it was um so you know the woman who did um her name is lucy she did the uh the doctor who impregnated all of the women for a fertility clinic you know that's who she i don't know her last name but she did a series uh, or a television show uh, on, do you know who i'm talking about yeah i'm pretty sure because i think that's the same one that did a hit piece on me <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And I was, and I asked, and I did ask, I'll tell you this because I wasn't about to do a hit piece. And mm-hmm. I made sure I said about you, Lana, Dago, and Jules that she, so the, one of the questions was, and my question to them was, what's this about? They said about solving the case, about all the information that people know. Mm-hmm. So I answered all the information. I said, when you're done, I want an opportunity to come back and say and answer anything that people have to say, because often people get things I say wrong or twisted or whatever, or I say it incorrectly. I, I mm-hmm. don't hold myself harmless, but I just want to make sure that it, everything's clear that I'm saying. And mm-hmm. I said, and it's not a hit piece on YouTube. And she said to me, why YouTube? And I said, because I went to mainstream media and they wanted me to say what they wanted me to say. And they gave me a script. So I went on and I said exactly what I wanted to say and avoided their script. And um, actually they have called me back to go on. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to say what you want me to say. I'm going to say what I know to be true. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, but I'm not going to, um, but you guys, so they told me it wasn't a hit piece. I don't know that it was a hit piece on YouTube. I think that's coming. But I will tell you, I will stand up before everybody and say, that is not what I said. There's several creators mm-hmm. that I feel I was unjustly served by, and um, I'll deal with mm-hmm. them. But I'm not going to take down YouTube because YouTube, you can get to people. You know, well, people, well, you, like you have an audience. Right. Well, without saying any names of who these YouTubers were, what, what exactly did they do? They doxed me, but they doxed me saying that there was this other woman who was me. They so they put my picture up there with this other woman and woman and claimed she was I and sent people to her house. And and did you have did you know who this person was? I have no idea who she was. No idea. And she had I don't think she had any idea what was coming. And it was the night before we shot the Paramount Plus thing, mm-hmm. which explains the bags under my eyes, hopefully. Got you understood, understood. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about something like that that some people were they um, were yeah he they sent them to my my house and then i thought well maybe they have maybe that person lived in my home before i did maybe they were the old owners maybe two you know what i mean two owners mm-hmm. ago and my family is sitting in this home so my husband and i sent our children away from their homes elsewhere and um my, that's why my husband came to me because it was really scary we were i trusted this youtuber first and i actually asked you if you were 
one of these people specifically in the beginning. Right. No, I and, right. And thank God it was I got you and not him because they honestly send people to harm my family and myself. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're sending people, even though it wasn't you, but they're sending right. people somewhere. The attempt yeah. is to, to harm you. And yeah, that's not, that's not good. Right? Yeah, that's, that's not, not good. And this poor woman who has no idea. I mean, honestly, I felt responsible for her. That's not yeah. okay. No, no, it ain't. And right. so that happened the day before. Uh, where, right. where, so did you take the, you know, the interview in a, in a hotel? What was the interview at? It was on Greek. It was in the Greek livehouse in Moscow. Got you. And was it just one location that you filmed or was there other multiple places just that one. you filmed that it they just, just didn't air? It was just one and it was um, maybe two hours and that was it. And I was done. Got you. And I did know, I thought this, uh, so, I mean, I'm not like, you can put one and one together and if it doesn't make two, right? You're like, what's going on? So I was concerned that they were going to do a hit piece, which is why I said to them, I want you to conclude everything I said about the you guys the youtubers that i trust in this because well, it's not me, fair not to right right well uh, i'll give you a little tidbit i emailed them mm -hmm. to not use me i i had a feeling oh, and I, I, yeah i thought i had told you yeah. I, I swear i told you that i'd be oh, careful with did. it i don't know yeah yeah yeah. i, I was like hey I, I, I wouldn't do it i don't want to be in it i don't want my name coming uh -huh. out in it i don't want anything to do with anything from any other mainstream media mm -hmm. or large network after the last two times you know, where they manipulated what, what myself or Big Blue had said and, uh, right. you know, completely threw us under the bus for something that we didn't talk about. I was, and I was appalled, but I like, I thought that is actually not who they are, like who they are. It's not who you are, right? It's not even, you'll say to me, no, Kim, I think you're wrong publicly. And I'll be like, but maybe, and we'll discuss it, right? You're not that guy that's like they're trying to what they're trying to do, I think, is promote mainstream media and say YouTube is the problem or whatever. Right. Social media is the problem. Right. Well, the, 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 that's not what, fair. Right. What they're saying is and what they were showing as well from what I could take was that there are a lot of misinterpretations mm -hmm. of some of the information that is out there. Like, for instance, yeah. uh, I saw in one part of the uh, the show where it stated that due to a forensic download of Dylan and Bethany's phones was one of the reasons why they were able to determine uh, what time that the, you know, the murders had taken place. And one of the influencers said, oh, you know, they're texting each other. And I'm like, that's not what it says. It says a forensic yeah. download. Uh, what that forensic download could be or could be notifying them is something as simple as right. if you know, Dylan woke up and heard some noise and she checked her phone to see what time it was. And it activated from being, you know, laying on its back, not doing anything to now it's up forward and it's being turned on. And there's a specific time there. It, it was a little bit of some jumps to conclusions. And they were kind of putting mm -hmm. those things out there and highlighting more so the negative aspect online, you know, sleuthing and stuff like that. However, you don't ever see when they get things wrong, right? Like, cause right. I saw, you know, it was a news nation when there was some lady claiming to be in the, in the cell right across the, the hall from BK. And, and yeah. she came out on news nation saying that he was yelling, I'm going to cut you and I'm going to do this. And it came out to be 100, 100% nonsense. 100% untrue. Correct. 100% you know? nonsense. And so All they try to, right? yeah, they try to portray, you know, YouTubers and, and or you know content creators or anybody who wants to talk about the case as people right. that are just going off the deep end you know when it's you know yeah some of it is a misinterpretation of some of the information that's out there and i do think that 
um, there was a need to be first when it came to, mm. you know, uh, coming out with content. And sometimes when doing so, it's not as accurate as if somebody were to sit down and read it and read it through a couple of times and, and then okay. put it out there. But yeah, I mean, to me, it just kind of seemed like they were highlighting the more negative aspect of everything. Not, not necessarily, you know, to a very negative, negative degree. I mean, you can just kind of tell that it was very passively aggressive negative, if that makes sense. Right. I do. And I think it is passive aggressive. And I think it is because you're stepping in people's, um, in their, you're in their wheelhouse, like you're in their lane and they're not like, you know what I'm saying? It's their lane and they want, they want to be. Right. If, if people start, you know, getting their news basically off of YouTube and, and other sites that aren't related to their, you know, news organization or their, their websites or their content, then they're losing, they're losing viewers, they're losing yes. you know money. And so they are losing money. We don't have, we no longer have cable. We have just like, it is. Yeah. we don't even watch mainstream media anymore at all. Mm -hmm. That's what they're losing. And that's money. You're right. It's money in their pockets, but you yeah. guys are telling the truth and we don't have a lot of truth here. That's kind yeah. of the thing. We are not, ha we don't have a lot of truth, unfortunately. Right. right. right? Yeah. No, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that was one of the things that I think that they were trying to point out that sometimes there are individuals out there who don't want it to end despite the oh. evidence they contradict things and edit things and portray things in a manner that will elude or, or enforce the possibility of something right. else. I get it. You know, right. uh, I, I, I seem to want it to end. God, I want it to end so badly. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think that, you know, obviously we have this court stuff and, and trial won't be until now it appears, you know, 2025, <sighs> if not later. Uh, wait, Ann Taylor was it's talking today, and it court. will be over for 20 more years. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be appeals and things like that. If that ends up happening, you know, if he ends up being found guilty, then there's the sentencing phase. You know, if there's the death penalty, then they're going to fight for that and then fight for other appeals and, and so on and so on. I mean, you know, Scott Peterson is a guy who is kind of oh. getting some leeway with the Innocence Project. Yeah, I don't is. know how that's going, but he had a lot of appeals. And I think that. In his case, there's probably a little bit more room for speculation. He had basically the media and the police department told the media, uh, told the world where he was the day that his wife disappeared. And so a couple of days later, when his wife's body pops up, he has the excuse saying that, hey, you guys told everybody where I was at. The real person that committed this crime could have dumped it there to frame me. That's one of the reasons why they keep a lot of things close to the vest, too, and don't do a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, right. And I think that so. I kind of think that there's something in the autopsies that we don't know that are uh, not I don't maybe so. going to show. You don't think that he they're going to show that he's the one who did it though? Uh, the autopsies won't show that it was Coburger. Yeah, the no. Nah, she says that they're looking for X-rays, and what are the, the other thing that what's in the X-rays? The know. tip of the knife, maybe. Uh, maybe or maybe the direction that the knife was traveling. You know, if they can determine if this person was right-handed or left-handed. You know, those type right. of things. Um, you know what? And I don't know if he did it. I, I don't. I just know that it's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And if he, if he did do it and he gets off because he's got a really good attorney, because I do think his attorney is good. And I think that there's been a lot of things that have been not done properly, in my opinion, just my opinion. But it, what if he gets off and he did do it? Right. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, Ann Taylor talked about 400 witnesses, which is crazy. Um, right. You know, talked about a lot of other evidence. All we know is 
a little bit of the case. And, and the little bit that we know is only up until the point where he was arrested. If I had a, a problem for you to solve and I only gave you three components of a 10 component problem, oh, could, would it add up? No, would it make sense? Would you kind of no. need the rest of it? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, th that's kind of where I am at on this, where when people say, you know, this doesn't make sense, it don't add up. I'm like, it's not supposed to add up right now. You know, uh, right. It, we haven't seen everything, you know, right now. I understand, you know, Ann Taylor questioning the, the validity of the cell phone pings mm -hmm. in the area. But mm -hmm. who cares about that? He had his phone on. There's warrants for his GPS. That's what they're going to use, which is why she also said during today's trial is that the stuff that they're looking for is probably not even going to be used in court, but they're looking for a loophole. Right. Which is her job, right? That's what she's, her job mm -hmm. is to get her client off. And uh, so they did ask me on Paramount, they said, what do you think? Do you think, he, what do you think is the, I said, I have, I literally have no idea. I have no idea who's guilty. I feel very comfortable that he wasn't alone, only from the things that I've heard. But that doesn't mean I'm right. And I really want to be wrong. I want everybody to know, I've said this from day one, I want mm -hmm. to be wrong. I want them to have the guy. I want the school to be safe. I want no students involved. I want nobody involved. I want to be wrong about that. But I don't know if I am or not. And it's going to be years before we any of us know. That uh, is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. This whole I thing mean, has been terrifying. Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, it, it is terrifying. But as far as not knowing or getting an idea if they did this okay. right, I think that there's some indications there, uh, especially with some of the filings and Taylor yeah. being such a great lawyer and awesome lawyer. And that's all I've heard. She's an awesome lawyer. She's going to do this and that. Her arguments in this case so far are pretty weak. And if you have the greatest lawyer out there and their arguments are weak, that means the case that you probably bring into court is weak. And by the sounds of it, there's a lot of evidence against Mr. Koberger. And typically when you have a lot of evidence, mm -hmm. it doesn't usually result in a weak case. It usually results right. in a stronger case. Stronger you know, case. I think that there's a reason why the judge and the prosecution are so, you know, headstrong about going forward already. I think yeah. they know what all the evidence is. And I think that that's an indication of them saying that, hey, it's time and, to face yeah. the Piper. Let's right. put it out and, there. Right. And when they said today, which is the first time they've said it, it was something that made me think, oh, they're going to cut a deal because mm -hmm. what they're doing before going any for remember at the end of the hearing today, there was mm -hmm. a, there was a, a moment where they were talking the, I think it was the state was, and I don't know this verbatim. I was just mm -hmm. listening tonight because my thought was, Oh, they're going to offer him a deal, take life off or take the DP off and offer him life. That's when I thought, Oh, that's what's going to happen. He did it. Right. Do you know right. what I'm talking about? The last part. I, I can't remember exactly verbatim what they said, but it was something about talking about the death penalty and discuss and, but that was prior to everything else. And that was sooner. That's like in April or May. And I don't know if that's 2024 or 2025. Yeah. Do you remember uh, what I'm talking about? Does that bring about? Yeah. They're talking about, sense? yeah, I think they were talking about 25, April 25. And, and they were talking more like June of 25. Cause they were going to, they gave them, I think they're giving the prosecution a deadline of this August. Yeah. So it's going to go past June to get all of right. the um, information to Brian Koberger's team. Based on what I saw in court today and reading the mm -hmm. tea leaves and kind of reading in between the lines, there's, mm -hmm. there's two things that are happening here. One, Brian Koberger's team is asking for all the, all the evidence because they want to fabricate an alibi, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if yeah. they, like, for instance, if he would have said that, you know, I was driving around by myself right. and I came to, uh, X, Y intersection. And I made a left turn and I went away from the scene. 
and they have a camera somewhere where it has visual where he turned right instead of left. Now he's lying. So what he wants to do is he wants to make sure that if it does say he went right, that he can find another intersection to say that he turned away from the house. And so the state brought up that the reason why they don't give all the evidence like that and that they why they ask and have that alibi hard on 10, 10 days is because of the fact that they fabricated alibi can be created so easily. It's very easy to create one. Um, okay. Alex Murdoch is a pretty good example of it. You know, he he said that he went down there with the dogs until there was some evidence that he was down there with the dog. And then all of a sudden he had this story that went with what, you know, what the evidence had to make it somewhat believable. But they already saw past it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. And I actually respect what you say, because I, I do think it comes from a place of knowledge. Um, but I I, so I have this question is the next question is. So I was super sad on the day, the anniversary day. Obviously, we mm -hmm. all were. It was a sad day. It's a sad day. Kids died. Right. It's mm -hmm. a sad day. And um, my child, one of my children said it couldn't have happened to us. It couldn't have happened to us. And I said, what does that mean? It just means it couldn't have happened. So what are we? do we not know that will take, prevent this from happening again? That's my thing. Well, Maybe, I mean, what do we not know? I feel like uh, we don't know something. No, no. When it comes to like, is somebody going to commit a crime and, and try to find people and, and mm -hmm. punish them or target them before a crime right. is committed? Yeah. It brings up some ethical. There we go. That's the word I was looking right. for. Some ethical right. type of stuff. And I get it. I understand the study and stuff. And, and when it comes down to law enforcement, unfortunately, most of it is um, reactive, not proactive. And so, you know, usually they can't start investigating people until a crime is committed. Uh, so the only prevention that they can do is of future crimes. And so when you find somebody that has already done something, but to right. stop it, and you know, to begin with completely, that's going to be difficult. Um, I want to answer this real quick because uh, I think this is important. It says tr uh, true crime time. And I want to answer it before you do, Kim. Because okay. you made a lot of accusations, Kim, that... You stated were fact. Do you understand the impact you had on the true crime community? Now, when Kim came out on our channel, you know, she explained the stuff that she had heard was stuff that were told to her and from her daughter. Am I correct? Yes, correct. Right. That the stuff wasn't coming directly from anybody. She said it multiple times, even right now. I hope I'm wrong. To me, everything that she had said was, or at least in my opinion, from what we did on my show, is we only put out the stuff that she was told. Right. So you came out and you told us that. Your daughter had called you or that you had spoke with her and she said a certain time and this, that, a third. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff we put out. There. The other stuff we didn't. Now, is it Kim's fault? Is it your fault, Kim? If you go on another channel and the channel asks you, what do you think happened? And you answer what your thought was. Is it your fault to give your opinion on something uh, when somebody is asking that opinion? Or is it the fault of the creator for asking you your opinion and going down that rabbit hole with you? Because that's one thing that we really didn't go with on right. this channel. You know, you spoke about that your daughter got information ahead mm -hmm. of time. You know, the one thing right. that I said, and I said this from the beginning, it's right. like a fish story. You know, one person catches a, you know, right. a quarter pound fish. And then, <laughs> 10 pounds. yeah, but yeah. And then by the time it gets around the block, it's right. 10 pound fish. And so I, I said this from the beginning. I said, her daughter claims about 1030. Who knows what time she really woke up? It could have been 1130. It could have been noon. You know, right. it, the night before, even, you know, you, you've said this, that she was, I think, out and about, right? We were out and about together, yes. It was parents weekend, so we were there. Yeah, and so, um, you know, I don't right. know if after you left, if they've continued to be out and about, maybe sure. consuming, partying right. with friends or whatnot. Right. And so um, if they went to sleep around three or four, 
you know, I mean, waking up at 1030 in the morning is probably uncommon. But, you know, if somebody wakes up around, you know, noon and something happens within the first 10 minutes of them waking up, in my opinion, looking back at it, they might call it the morning. You know, what I had said was, were people called before law enforcement? And the answer was yes. We know that because there were other kids that were out there. Right. Now, rumor spreads wide. Now, I also say, I don't know what time that it actually came out. Right. You yourself, I mean, can you tell everybody the exact moment or time that it happened? Do you have any proof of what time it happened? I, so, okay. So, I first of all, I'm going to start here. Everything I say, I hold myself accountable for saying. Mm -hmm. I don't lie. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong. That's how I feel about this whole situation. I would never lie and I would never insert myself into a situation. I can say that honestly on a Bible, on a lie detector test. That's just who I am. I'm not going to lie. So mm -hmm. I was with my daughter at 10 a.m. So she was awake at 10 a.m. Okay. Uh, she did not tell me about it at 10 a.m. Because this mom would have brought her ass home, straight home with her brother. But taking right. both my kids, packed them up and brought them home. They know their mother. Right. So, yes, I believe my daughter knew at 10. I believe they all knew at 10 a.m. I okay. didn't know that the police didn't know at 10 a.m. till the following day when the news came out and said noon, right? Nor did she. Hmm. They didn't know either. They figured that obviously the police and parents knew. But right. what she didn't offer the information to me because she didn't want to come home from school. She loved school. That's really, truly the information I had. I have more information about who was there at in the morning, the roommate. But, but the, that information that you have from who yes, was I there see. and who possibly was mm -hmm. there, it's I not coming, it's not coming from Dylan, is it? It's not coming from Bethany. So whoever it did not come from Dylan or Bethany, no. Okay, so not. so whoever it's coming from, it's not right. from the source. So it's just a rumor. It's a so how, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So how how much of that rumor is true is unknown. And you know, right. we'll know in court. Right. Um, well, it no, sounds no. like it's pretty much, you know, my opinion, straightforward as to who was it and when it happened. I think right. they got the right, right guy. But, you know, if somebody wants to go down that rumor mill with you, I don't think that's really, you know, your fault for being the person answering the question. I kind right. of fault the other creator or whoever's right. asking the question yes, to to go down that rabbit hole with you, because, you know, I can anybody can do that. You know, right. I, I've interviewed Christy and we've talked and I could have, I could say, Hey, what do you think happened? Right. And she may not know much more than what I know. And she could say that she thinks it's this, this, and this, and I can still go under that, you know, that, that, right. that rabbit hole and start going into it and having that conversation. Next thing you know, people are joining the live at the wrong time and not really realizing that it was all speculation and rumor and just people just talking just and then turn that into fact. Now, exactly. Daniel, that is actually exactly in hindsight. If I, if hindsight, if I could go back, I would have, what I was, my purpose in calling other creators when they said my name or said something about me was to correct something they had said about me that was not correct or something they quoted I said that wasn't correct. In hindsight, I would have just called you and just told you and said, this guy's saying this and can we correct that? But hmm. I didn't know. And be, so being naive is not an excuse. It isn't. Right. I, I needed I needed to be I'm an adult. I'm an intelligent adult, educated adult. I should have done it better and I wish I had. But when people asked me what I thought and what I felt, yes, I would go down that rabbit hole with them, not even thinking of the consequences. Cause for me, I'm just saying, well, maybe coulda woulda in hindsight, that was my bad. Mm -hmm. And if I can't take it back, if I could, I would. 
but I can't. So I apologize. And I have apologized and reached out and apologized to the families for things I have misspoken that came out wrong incorrectly. But my purpose has never been to be harmful or to be to disregard these families or to make these I look, if these one of my boys brought one of those girls home, I'd be like, ka ching, we just won the lotto. This girl's a gem. Honestly, I judge none of them. College is for one-offs. College is to party. College is to have fun. And they, in my opinion, did nothing wrong. Right. That's what I believe. Holy and with all my heart. And I feel bad that things have been mistaken and could have hurt people. I truly do. And to do it over, I do it over. I don't know if I'd even go on YouTube, to be honest. But gotcha. I wanted to keep it out there. And I wanted people to know that maybe these kids aren't safe. And that's, I still feel that kids might not be safe still. I can't. And that was my whole message. No, yeah. And, and that's kind of the what I kind of what I took away from it as well when we talked, you know. And, and like I said, we, we talked an extensive amount before. You know, anything was right. aired. You know, I know that there was one time we, we may have gone a little bit down the rabbit hole because we're probably consuming a little bit too much alcohol. But, <laughs> but I still will reach out to you when something goes down. Yeah. You're the first yeah, person I, think, I text. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was uh, a show with myself, yourself, and, and Lena from TNT. And well, yeah, that one ended was, abruptly. Right. But right. yeah, we went down the rabbit hole in that situation. Right. And and I realized then too, it was like, hey, you know, I mean, I know we're just, you know, I don't see myself as a, as a detective trying to solve the case. I don't see myself as as somebody who's, you know, trying to find the next clue to put somebody away or to prove that somebody is innocent or things like that. I, I see ourselves as just a just a podcast. And we get some people who, you know, are close to the case. We've had some people who know things about the case. You know, we've had experts on our show and and things like that. So in that situation, maybe we probably shouldn't have gotten as, as lit as we did on that one. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, it was, and you know what? It's being new and learning and growing with this as, as a thing. And I actually will say to you that uh, I probably, you'll never hear about me after this case. Probably. I hope not. I hope I never have any more information. <laughs> but I will always text you something. I'll always shoot you something because you are a trustworthy person. I trust you. Uh, honestly, thank goodness who I was looking for wasn't who I got. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. got you and blue. You know, I love myself some blue, but yeah, yeah. I just think that <laughs> I just, um, you know, I'm not trying to lie to people. I'm not, right. you don't have to believe me. I'm just warning parents who have kids over there. And that was always my goal and my purpose. And I want to be wrong. I want to not know what I know. Right. I wish I never knew anything. It was never, I don't want to be discovered. Honestly, how long did it take my come out? And it's come out so many different ways. Honestly, probably nobody <laughs> would even know me if they met me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? From what I understand, people were on, I think like six different people. I had gotten like six different <laughs> people that they thought were you. And, and, and I would get, I would get other YouTube um, videos emailed to me and they're like, I think this is her. And she's saying that this is her name. And, and there's like a strong Wisconsin accent in it. And I'm like, uh, I don't think that's her. <laughs> My face, my YouTube site, and I have followers. I'm like, guys, I'm really letting you down because I'm not putting any content on here. Why are you following me? But you can find me under Wazoo Mom Kim, and yeah. that is me. I promise. How long do you think that that interview? Kind of just going back to cyber sleuth there. So you sat down. How long do you? How long was your interview? About two hours. They left a oh, lot geez. on the floor. Yeah, yeah they think, left a lot on the floor. 
I think I saw about like two minutes. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I watched like a minute and I thought, oh, I look like my 81-year-old mother. Oh my gosh. And I got off it right away. I don't even know what the red color was about. But and I called Olivia and she said, you were great. I'm like, whatever. I'm nothing if I'm not vain. But she said, um, she, it was, you know, I said to them, don't cut my interview. Put it out there exactly how I stated it. So do I think, I don't know if they're doing another interview or another two episodes because I think there's supposed to be five. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, and here's the thing, I will correct them if they say anything incorrectly because I said nothing bad about, YouTube I think is the best source. And they asked me, why do you think YouTubers do it? And I said, I kind of think they care. Actually, if you want to know the truth, I think you guys care because mm -hmm. it's not an easy place to be. It's a mm -hmm. hard place. Hearing about these crimes, it's hard. Hearing about these children is really hard, especially yeah. as a parent. It's very difficult. And um, shame on me for not really paying attention before, but it's hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why me and the guys will switch off, you know, a little bit here and there and we'll talk about mm -hmm. things that are, are different, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because like here recently, you know, we've been covering a lot of cases that had children, like oh. infants. You know, we had Savannah Soto that was local here to San Antonio. Um, oh, it was? Oh. Yeah. The, the lady that went pregnant was supposed to go into yeah. delivery the next day. And oh, they, her and her boyfriend went missing, come out. You know, there was a homicide. And that one was and a Elijah, sad case. that little Elijah, too. Mm -hmm. And then there was baby Celine. I'm not sure if you're yeah. familiar with her. I uh, actually have been, yes, I get them all now. All yeah, baby Celine, she was a... Um, She's doing good. She's doing good, y'all. I still get some updates she for those is. that are wondering. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know who she is, it was a local story here to San Antonio. A little girl was born, uh, twins, and um, one of the twins, a little girl, she ended up having some complications, and they ended up you know, doing some imaging, and they found that she had some holes in her intestines. And so they go in there, and, and they do some surgery and kind of fix all of them up. And then one day she's just crying, crying uncontrollably. And they uh, go in there and check and they don't know what to do. So they end up opening her up and apparently 90% of her intestines had died. Um, they had knotted up and lost blood. So she's lost 90% of her, of her, of her intestines. And, you know, um, it was looking really grim there for a moment. You know, they ended up finding a doctor in Nebraska who ended up helping or who, I guess like expert, uh, their expertise was in short bowel syndrome and they oh. had another, yeah, they had another girl because the life expectancy is like three or four years old. Yes, and, they, right. and yeah, they're at her, you know, this doctor ended up another girl from San Antonio that had short bowel syndrome went there. She's alive. And well, I think she's in her early twenties or late nine, like 19 or 20. Wow. You know, with power of God and prayer. Um, we think that she can be another miracle. We ended up uh, trying to raise some money for her. We had a, an episode dedicated just to her. We had you know, oh, her family come out here. Yeah, it was. It's it's a little bit. Uh, it's a tearjerker, you know, to hear, oh. you know, the pain, you know, in the mother and yeah. father's voice, and just kind of seeing him, you know. And what ended up happening was the, the doctor agreed to work with them, but they needed to fly her out there, and she was in ICU and, and on an incubator. Oh, I wish I would have seen. Yeah, it wasn't a bunch of things. Oh, it's we had some pictures. It's it's heartbreaking. And My husband had a bowel injury when he was in when he was nineteen, and so it was, it was re, rebuilt with his colon. So I actually, he actually, I actually know a lot about that. That's amazing, though, that they can do it on a newborn with that shortened bowel. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah she's doing well. She's um, she's doing good. They made it to Nebraska. They needed some money, so we helped raise. Uh, I want to say about seven to seven or ten thousand dollars for them. 
to to get out there you know in that one episode that we had we put out their gofundme and and right now they've been able to get uh and get baby celine out there and the help help that she needs and his fa- her father is a uh, local deputy sheriff deputy here in san antonio in bear county yeah if you guys want to go back and watch that do you still celine. have the gofundme open uh, i believe they do i believe okay. they do yes so uh, yeah. it's in the description okay. of that video i'll well, I'll pin it in the uh, comments section. Uh, oh, I'm glad you, guys... you said that because I do. I knew about the because of the vow because of my husband, but I didn't know about any of the other stuff. Though. Yeah, so. yeah, well, yeah. They they needed something like six six thousand dollars just to get her out there. You know, when we help started helping them, I think we they were at three. And last time I looked, you know, after the show, they went up to like ten or eleven or something like that or nine. So yeah, wow. we helped them jump up quite a bit. You know, but with with the thanks of everybody here, you know, I know that, and that's kind of what I said there in, in, in that video, you know, people agree, people disagree, but when it comes to something like that, it's different. And like in this case, whether you think Brian Goldberg is innocent, you think he's guilty, you just want justice for the victims. Mm-hmm. And so many times that we try to help out, you know, these victims, family after a victim has mm-hmm. passed, you know, in that situation, I felt that maybe perhaps the true crime community would be able to come together, regardless of what you think of the other person. Mm-hmm. And help out little baby, and, and we were able to do so. It's good work, and it's important work. And I think that's what I was trying to say. And if they come across and they say anything negative about YouTube, and they don't put every single thing I've said in, I'm going to lose my. You know what? Right. You know what? Because yeah. you guys do do a good job, and I do appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate Honestly. that. Yeah. But I'll tell you this: they, me and Blue, when we had our our interview, they they did about. Shoot, they they harped on Blue for a while, and I, I feel bad for him because yeah, me like, too. I love like, Blue because like by the time we get to the juicy stuff in the podcast, he's already about five beers in and feeling good. <laughs> so when they were asking him about some of those things, he really didn't know the answer to them, and he he's teach, instead of saying I don't know, he tried to answer what he thought they wanted to hear. Right. So like the other day when. Um, I asked Blue a question. I was like, hey, uh, Blue, does this make sense? And he goes, yeah. And I go, really? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love him. Because you know what the thing is? He's got this really sweet heart. Like, his heart is just so much bigger than every, like, he's just a, he's just a kind man. Mm -hmm. I've talked to, well, I've talked to Steve through Christy. I've spoken to neither. Yeah, I've talked to Steve through Christy, kind of, because we're supposed to set up Mm -hmm. something. And uh, please hit that like and subscribe button and ring that notification bell. That way you're notified of all our stuff. Tomorrow, I'll be going live. Not sure what time yet, but I'm going to go live and talk more in depth about what we heard today in court when it comes to Brian Cobra. So I'm actually going to get back into that case. Like I said, this one wasn't supposed to be that. I appreciate everybody. Y'all have a great night. Peace out.